Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Heard around the world on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It's Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name's Blue, alongside me is the world famous Mr. Joe Grande. Thank you, Christopher Wright. It's good to be here on the show with everybody, hanging out with you guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Cannabis Talk 101, all around the world. And make sure you guys check out our website, CannabisTalk101.com, as we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis. With so many great articles and blogs on our website, call us up anytime, 1-800-420-1980. Ooh, this sounds like a group here right now. Money B, they're coming out. After you, boy, check it out. They're trying to go on stage with you right there. They were so on point right there. Check out our IG pages at Cannabis Talk 101. Blue is at the number one, Christopher Wright. Hello. I am at Joe Grande 52. We might have to get a group going because me fly. Watch out, boy. Amen. That's three together. That was great. And y'all know what time it is in here, right? Dime time! That's right. Think higher with Dime Industries. Find them in California, Arizona, and Oklahoma. Check out the website, dimeindustries.com, or on Instagram, dime.industries. Our guest today, it's so funny, Blue, because he walks in and he looks at me like he doesn't even fucking know me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that guy. Right? And it was like, hey, how you doing? Money B of Digital Underground, huh? Bay Area hip-hop pioneer, MC, and host of that new yeah, show he's man. doing, the Going Way Back show, and he don't know me, because why? I go way back with this motherfucker right here. <laughs> right? And I was like, okay, yeah. let me put on a couple hundred pounds, and then maybe he would recognize me. But that being said, let me give you your dues right here. Money B is a founding member of the multi-platinum, Grammy-nominated, iconic group, Digital Underground, folks. The legendary group which sparked the foundation 
of the late great Tupac Shakur. He is noted as having one of the most recognizable voices in hip-hop with his career spanning over three decades. He's also in the duo Raw Fusion, which consists of DJ Fusion, the real DJ Fusion, as he points out, not the one in L.A. that DJ I had a mix Fuse. play. DJ Fuse, excuse right. me, as right. we pointed that out earlier in one of the mixes that I remixed. He goes, oh, Joe, you got a DJ Fuse mix. That's not the original one. My DJ Fuse is, and no <laughs> doubt he is. Funny that that came up today earlier in random conversation with you, Money B, as uh, the MC. Money B's music catalog, though, and entertainment collaborations stretches across various genres, working with, of course, you heard me mention him already, the late, great Tupac Shakur, but George Clinton, Dr. Mm. Dre, mm. DJ Quick, Dave Hollister, oh. Dwayne Wiggins, Tony, 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 and I'll say it again, it never rains oh, in Southern California, never. and so much more. Money B also took his talents to Hollywood to contribute edit scripts and do so much more on the big screen, acted as himself, notably in that 2017 biopic of Tupac Shakur, All Eyes on Me. Yeah. If you didn't watch it, I don't know what rock you've been living under. But without further ado, please give it up for my dude, Money Motherfucking B is in the Hello. building. Thank, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, man. Joe, you forgot about the... Um the adult industry. I was well. going to go there too, because, but I wanted to just talk about it, right? Because, and let's just start off on that. You know what I mean? Right, let's start on there because as, as you're right, I did. And um, it's did funny it how, no, no, I didn't do it on purpose because <laughs> like you were one of the, I want to say this right, because in my opinion, mm-hmm. as this intro continues, you were one of the first because you got like two live crew who went hard, but you're that same era, dog. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you, though, started taking it to the next level Correct. of coming to Hollywood and fucking producing in the Valley porn, Chats adult work. films. That's right. Well, you know. And you, you're very familiar with uh, Freaks of the Industry. Of course. And some of the, the music that we, we did. So we had some friends. Well, before they were friends, we got booked to perform at the Players Ball, which was part of the um, AVN, which is... A, in Atlanta? Oh, oh, in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. yeah in Vegas. Uh-huh. You know, okay, I thought the, the Players Ball and... Video, and uh, yeah. Adult yeah, Video the ball, yes, yes. awards for the adult yeah, industry. Yeah, the AVN right? awards. And, you know, my guy, since I think it was like 1999, he was like, bro... You're meant for this. And I kind of pushed it off for a minute, but right around 2000, 2001, we were like, we are meant for this. You know what I mean? So we came down and we produced a video series called Sex in the Studio. Right. Which fused hip hop and... Porn together. Porn, basically. So, you know, if you're reading like Playboy magazine, you have the articles and you have the pictures, correct? So what we did was we had the interviews with the artists such as like, Ludacris, uh, Bone Crusher, DJ Premier, Coolio, rest in peace. Yeah. You know oh, we're going to touch on that. Talk about that we'll today. talk about that today. Um, and in between these interviews, we would have full-on adult porn scenes in our videos. And when we released it, it was it was like the top grossing oh, I remember that video shit. at the time. And you know, so thing, much noise, too. And man. the one thing that I still hear people talking about, because in the first one, we had a party, and we, it was, we had the Sex Olympics. So if you go back and watch Sex in the Studio Part 1, I can't fully explain it if you weren't there, but you just got to You can only imagine what the Sex Olympics was. It was <laughs> how, how many adult like films? job contests. Really? Uh, yeah. Was it one of those, like, how fast can you get him to, to shoot his wall yeah, type yeah, shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, they had to, Yeah. They was working hard. Yeah, let me, let me ask yeah, you. Did, we used to do crazy shit like that, too, in the doghouse and have some fun stuff. Hey, and, and we got some ideas from you. 
So in that, got, did you? I'm sure you guys really did, honestly. We, we didn't do the blowing the candles out the ass, though. No. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Leo. hold on, though. We As we say that, that the funny thing that is, was, you guys, Blue and Goldie, like Money and B and I go back to doing shows on stages together at the Sound Factory, dog. Like when he was real young starting, like, Money, the, the folks don't know this listening to the show. We go back like that. Like, I got a picture of Hot 97.7 that we took. Like, real back. Like, Man. four flats on a like, Cadillac like back. Like, <laughs> Tupac might not even been in that picture. He might have took the picture. He might have. Like, on yeah. some real shit. But, like, yeah. that picture that I showed you today, Pac might have taken that picture because he was with us. That I remember him coming in that day. As I tell the story, when I met Pac, right. I swear to God, you ready for this? You'll believe this. Knows I repeat as well. I met him when he was with Digital Underground. That's what I always say. Yeah. yeah. So I what, always say that. And what, I was with you guys. What people don't know, and, they, and he'll probably never say it, but Joe's a Bay Area radio legend. 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 He is. Yeah. You know, I know y'all call him Joe Grande. I know Big Joe. Big Joe from the doghouse. Back yeah. in the day, yeah. So yeah. Well, he, he, he does say it. Actually, he says it <laughs> oh, all the time. No, but the, hey, <laughs> we know. But the funny no, thing is, though, when I say no this, because, you know, bro. Tupac comes uh, up here all the time high five who you want to get high with Tupac and then I, it, it comes up out of my mouth all the time and I yeah. swear to God I, I can't believe that I'm saying this to you going I always go back to saying I met him with Digital Underground and the crazy part is dog as just today we looked at that picture together mm-hmm. I swear to God I think he took that picture he could have yeah yeah probably was, like because he, he wasn't that he and wasn't he wasn't that, popular like he that he wasn't where that he relevant at the moment you know what I mean he was still right. building his, 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 his self up that was uh, yeah earlier so did you ever uh, uh, actually you know come out in the porns yourself or you just did the production site i have one scene okay yeah i'm gonna let you guys behind the curtain right so, yeah 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 people always like and everybody knows um my wife time teasing who is you know is the co-host on uh the going way back show right mm-hmm. yeah so you know there's one scene where it opens up mr marcus is in the scene but Ooh. at the very beginning like i'm getting a blowjob right yeah. in his couch but you you know you see it from the angle right whatever and people was like bro how'd you do that i'm like tanya was standing right behind me it was nothing yeah 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 it <laughs> was, was acting like you, yeah, you making sure not, you better not squint yeah oh man <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah we, we, we were good at smoking mirrors I, i'm in a scene but i'm but i wasn't in the scene yeah wow, and it's good. funny because you jump so heavy in the game <clears throat> excuse me in the game so with the wife being in it she was just cool with it let's ride <laughs> to an extent <laughs> yeah. right yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I said, I was the I was the <laughs> the host of it, so I used to do the interviews with the artists. And shout out to Cletus Mack, my cousin, also a member of Digital Underground, who's in that picture. All oh, right, yeah. that's right. And um, you know, we produced it, he directed it, and for the most part, he would do most of the interacting with the girls. Yeah, just because that was you his know deal. What I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's plus you're was. you're married. Yeah, and it was business. And, and, and it was business. Was there, yeah, was for business. me it was a business. It's a business. It was, you know, it was it still that, is, yeah. that, Honestly, money. Let me tell you right now. Sure. I swear to God, too. And I remember you getting into the game. Mm-hmm. A, we've always kicked it. Did many shows, many things. Hung out. It was when I partied too. So I was in a mess in front of you. Right. When I seen you get into the game, because you've always kept yourself player. You never, you never out of pocket anywhere, right? So it's like, dude's always on point. Good, right? He's getting the porn game. My point is, I thought all this going. Oh, that's a straight business move. He's a player with this. This is. Boss, I love it because it goes hand in hand with everything you guys are doing. And You're the freaks of the industry. And exactly. To, and to recap, what it was is basically it would be a record that you guys had from Digital Underground, and then in that record, part of the uh, the, the the video would be a section of porn that you guys would also produce out, as, right? Well, what was also amazing about that series was we actually did soundtracks 
to the so we, the DVD came with a soundtrack. Right. So we did new music for it and everything. Right. And the music was featured. In it. You guys never did anything when you did the Playboy Mansion soundtrack. I I, I never I've never worked with. Him. I've, <laughs> I've met him a few times and out and about just slap hands. Um, but you know I I was I did the Playboy Mansion soundtrack. What he's referring we, to. But we we performed at the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, it's a great um, place. It was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we was in the grotto. Yeah, the grotto. Yeah, the grotto. <laughs> and when you when you think about that crazy life and this and that, and you're still out banging digital undergrounds doing it, is it still now? There's the little bro, there's a lookalike or something. What is this? I've I've been hearing. We we're, we we do perform and tour as digital underground, but the group, the recording group, that part of it, it's Money B and Young Hump. Young, Young Hump, Hump, yes, is actually he was actually handpicked by Shot to play that character. And people always come up to me and they're like, well, that's not, Humpty Hump is a character that Shot created. Yeah. Just like Batman or James Bond. Sean Connery played James Bond. Uh, yeah, whoever, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. How many yeah, James yeah. Bond and how many Batmans were there? Yeah. Humpty Hump is a fictional character that Shot created to be played. Because even coming up, his brother, when we were toured, that's how we kept the facade of it being two people so long. Because Shot always had his brother who looked just like him. He would play Humpty Hump on some tours that we did. Um, he had uh, Webby, who would who could look like Shock G while he played Humpty Hump. Well, it was so Shock it was G, always, the one yeah. that put the satin on the panties. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so, I mean, so you right. know, he, he talked to himself in third language too. I mean, in in you know, in another language. He would too. say, "Well, Humpty's like, doing this." Yeah, but, and Shock's doing that. Yeah, but you know, Shock Shock picked <clears throat> Young Hump. Yeah. to play the part because here's the thing, Shock was a musician, mm -hmm. musician first. And he created that baseline for the Humpty Hump, right? The Humpty Dance. One thing that he told me, he said he never got to perform that baseline live on stage because he always had to play the character. Because oh. we, 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 it was easy to find people that looked like Humpty Hump. You know, you put the nose on and yeah. the right height. Yeah. But oh, easy call. He finally found Young Hump is actually an MC, a dope MC, dope, dope performer. He's an actor. He played he played Shock in the movie in the All Eyes on Me movie. Okay. Which was crazy because we both auditioned for it, and the producers of the film didn't know we were already performing together. No so way. So we both got the part, and we had to do the performance on stage. It was like, yeah, we, this is our performance. Yeah, yeah, we already do it. This is what we do. Crazy. Yeah. That's and, amazing. And you guys are doing it now. Does it feel just, I mean, at first, was it weird? Does it still hit you sometimes? Like, this is a, a take back feel moment, especially him looking so young. Well, like I tell everyone, we've been we've been performing as Money Being Young Hump of Digital Underground since 2015, right? So we're seven years in it. Yeah, right? and, it's, it's you know, and, and Shock wanted us to go out and do it. He had took a, taken a, a hiatus, and the the plan was for us to all come back because Digital Underground is deep. And you know, the one thing I hate not hate people always go like, didn't. Tupac used to be in your group, or Safir used to be in your group, or Mystic used to be. We never kicked anybody out. Yeah. Everybody, the plan was, or Raw Fusion, which was myself and DJ Fuse. The plan was to come in. We, Digital Underground was a huge production team. And Shop would say, come help us do this, and I'll do everything that I can to make sure that your solo career goes. Goes, too. Yeah. So anybody that was in digital already had couldn't be in our group unless you had aspirations to do your thing. To right. be your own solo artist, right. yeah. And we never kicked anyone it's an out. It's offspring. So it's kind of like it's kind of like an incubator, really. You come yeah. in, you start getting your name a little known, and then boom, Always you become a... tell people we were Wu-Tang before Wu-Tang. 
Yes. Right. And yeah. So, and, and yeah. I'm, I'm saying this to say that Shock had this vision of you guys go out, Young Hump, you master this position, and then we're gonna do a huge reunion tour where we bring everybody back. They're all still part of this one you know, when we come back, I want to ask you personally about sure. when you started getting into the industry mm -hmm. and a little bit about your background on the music industry. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this. Hey, hey. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. If you're looking for a trusted cannabis seed at a fair price, folks, you need to head to rocketseeds.com or on Instagram at rocket underscore seeds. Money B 
it's so cool to have you just sitting here talking like this with you to think of the history that we've yeah, gone through and never like sat and yeah. talked like this especially as we're older and grown now because we were young and fucking crazy and still young and having crazy, fun bro. and as blue yourself. exactly i mean as as blue <laughs> mentions we got 10 more years t- tell your so. <laughs> uh story of where you're from and, and, and your music career yeah. and how it starts because i'm thinking it's from oakland but i don't even know for sure actually i'm so curious well it is that's where it got it got started per se but you know a lot of people don't know that i'm actually from philadelphia that's why i'm born and that's where my family is and a niner fan that's i mean that motherfuckers throw batteries jeez (laughs) when you want to hear that story i'll tell you that one okay okay right to it okay but but here's why this is important you know i grew up um my father moved to oakland when I was like three, he was a member. Oh. Of, he was a member of the Black Panther Party, okay. and I actually went to the school, the Oakland Community School, which was, um, you know, the Black that was the right. Black Panther yeah. Party school. So Huey P. Newton actually gave me my diploma when I when up. I graduated from the school. No, we just way. had Chairman uh, um, yeah. uh, Hampton, Fred, on, ha- Fred, Fred Hampton, on Ham- the, Fred Hampton Jr. Yeah, I know from, Fred Hampton. Yeah, we Fred had Hampton had him Jr. On the we just had him here a couple days ago. Yeah. So you know that's where random. That's where I came up, right? But. Oh, so you Every part of the summer. movement, movement all your oh, life. Absolutely. And same thing with my dad. I'd be like, they'd be like, you used to be in the Black I'm still in the Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. My yeah, neighbors, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Kirby was there. He, it was he, Black Panther. That's what my dad is that guy. Shout out to Bobby. Anyway, yeah. um, so what my parents would always send me back home to Philly every summer. So when I would go, as I got older, my older cousins would take me to these block parties and I would see DJs right. in the park and get this full hip-hop experience and then you know right around i guess was it 79 when sugar hill gang came out i said a hip yeah, hop man, a hip to the hip the hip hip a hobby you don't stop the rocker to the bang bang booger to up jump the booger to the rhythm of the booger to be and so you know you'll hear a lot of cats out of new york where the birthplace say that that's not where it started but for a lot of us, that's the first time that. I mean, that's what I feel right. like too. Unfortunately, right. fortunately, I feel like Kevy Kev so, from from uh, yeah. Stanford Radio brought that shit Man. to the bay. I was like, "What is that?" So I'm not I'm not gonna shy away from that. I heard that and I was captivated. Dog, that's so then, funny that that's the first song too that I use as hip hop. Right. I was so six then, years old when I say that. After that, when I would go back to Philly in the summertime, then I learned Spoonie G, Treacherous Three, Crash Crew, Fearless Four, just all of it. I was just. It's absorbing, also absorbing, absorbing it, yeah. absorbing it, absorbing it, and you know, I and as I got into it, I always thought that you had to be from the East Coast to put a record out, mm. right? And it wasn't until 1986 I seen the 12 inch. It said Too Short on it, and it was Girl on one side, and I think it was Short Rap on the other side, and I was like, Ah, you feel me? And that's we when I felt like this. we can do it. And I always tell Short when I see him, you know, like it was too short that sort of let me know that I could do it too. Sprinkled you with the, wow, yeah, this is man. what I see. Yeah. I got a real product like of me. Somebody that, you know, I'll be riding the bus and I see him standing in front of the mall with his little too short hat on. Yeah. His yeah. teeth was fucked up. <laughs> oh, hey, I bought a tape off him at the Berryessa this, Flea Market back is, in the day. This is before his new teeth. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The old, the old, you know, chop oh, dude. cut you up. Yeah. I remember seeing, I told him we had him on here and I told him I remember seeing him on Rap City. Remember that Bay Area show that uh, Devonta, the young lady used to do? Uh, she yeah. used to do a, a hip hop Saturday morning show and I was like, dude, I remember seeing one of your first interviews that you ever did. Yeah. Just young and silly like yeah, that. Yeah, back then you could use two oh. shirts for recycling. <laughs> Put the can, can in opener. and chop them up. <laughs> Make sure you tell them. 
Arsh is like, oh, put that as a clip. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah. that is the clip now. Record that one. Jack that um, one. <laughs> but anyway, no, but for real though, like when, when I saw that and experienced that, you know, because we've been listening to two short tapes since like 82, 83. Oh, know, yeah. yeah. V. So I grew up on that. But then when he actually put a record out, now remember that record came out in 86. That was the same year as Run DMC. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? I think it was Raising Hell put Huge. out that album. That whole that album, yeah. So yeah, that's how long ago that and was. And MTV was just popping, yeah. and they started popping yeah. with that shit, and then Beasties come Man, after that, what? too. But but Run was, oh. So, that album was epic, too. That Run DMC album yeah. still to this day. If that, I hear that shit, yeah. I lose it. That put the battery in my back. You know, and me and, you know, my guy, Mac Moan, we would make tapes locally. You know, and the reason that I, that I actually started putting raps on tape is because I used to go to Berkeley High, right? And it was this dude, you could say he was a bully. He used to talk shit about everybody and cap on you. Right, right, right. And he was talking shit about me, right? But I was, you know, I was probably this tall right. in 11th grade. Yeah. Right, right, you know right, I mean? right. So I couldn't do shit. So the only thing I could do, I went and made a rap about him and I bought it to school. <laughs> and that shit started circulating. And it was like, when you gonna make another another tape? And I was like, oh shit, they like it. Yeah. So you started out disc rapping. Yeah. Okay, man. I'm clowning yeah. you, motherfucker. Right, but yeah. then I had to like duck and hide at school for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. He like, was looking for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. And he then he behind the trash can like, hey, can, can you make me another <laughs> disc record? his royalties for the Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He, he Ain't that funny on some bully shit gets right. into the rap oh, game. So after man. that, you know, um, um, hooked up with Fuse. I'm, I'm truncating it. So right. To, yeah. You know, yeah. Hooked up with Fuse. We started performing locally talent shows. And, you know, shout out to, um, there was a group that we used to do talent shows called the Flynamic Force, which we all know is Sway and Tech. And Tech. Yeah. yeah. Sway right? and King Tech. King Tech. They was, they was rocking. Um, Love Jonathan, boy. The um, mayor. K Love. Cloud and Mellow Mar and all of these cats that we were just on the circuit. And then 1988, do a show in this group called Digital Underground. They got this song called Underwater Rhymes. They're rocking, right? But they needed a DJ. So one, uh, Chopmaster J, he knew somebody that knew DJ Fuse. We hooked up a meeting and they wanted Fuse to be a DJ. And basically Fuse was like, well, we're a group. So I'll DJ for you guys, but Money B. Is my guy. Has to be part of it. And, it was, and that's where it started. Dope. That I is fucking that. nuts. I had no idea of this yeah. elaborate story like that. Yeah, you know, That's because huge. back then, you know, Shock is originally from the East Coast. You know, Tampa by way of Brooklyn, okay. New York, right? So he really wasn't fond of West Coast sounding rappers. Right. Right. But, you know, I had a conversation. So I always used to say, Shock G didn't like me. He didn't want me. But he was just saying that he wasn't fond of that style. But if he didn't like me, he wouldn't have <laughs> let me in the group. Period. Just because of a DJ. Yeah. Period. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, know, if he uh, didn't have the flow, like, yeah, right, well, I'll get another DJ. Yeah, if he thought I was whack. I'll then, get another DJ. Yeah. I'll Period. get another DJ. But he was like, all right. And then from 88, that's when it started. Wow. So, 88. Uh, wow. What was, what was your first record that you feel like, you know, that was the, the, the like, you know, be, before the, the Humpty song, right? I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. that song, right, hit so fucking hard that everybody knew Digital Underground overnight, right? right? But prior to that, what was the big record that was on the streets that you guys were bumping that maybe, like, was on the B-side that people really didn't know about? You know what I mean? That From was, us? Yeah. Well, the first record that I recorded with DU was um, Do What You Like. Do What, what You Like. like. Right? Oh, that made it in the movie, too, didn't it? Yeah, Wasn't that in the movie? Yeah. 
You guys made some movie ones too uh, that, that were just one anthem movie with, in the graveyard. Yeah, yeah. y'all made some around. anthem no, no, Halloween no, no, shit. No, that same song. It was the same song. Yeah, it's all it. around the world, but, same song. Yeah. It's the same song. Oh, I fucking love that, it. That song was number one in Europe when it came out. Oh, wow. So we actually toured Europe for like two months before anybody even in the U.S. Nope. even heard of heard of. Wow. Hey, you know, do what you like what? did well in L.A. and a, a few spots, but we got to Europe. And that shit was huge, right? We're fucking like, great. Hey, you know, it's funny. It's, it's like, it's funny. Like, it's, but it's like, how did it hit Europe before it hit, you know? It the, did. It, no, I know. But it's just like, you know, we didn't have the internet like that. Yeah, was, so, so when you we, think you of that. You flew an album over there, actually, and this is what really happens. And then they produced that album in. over there. They literally took that album. Or the, actually, better yet, they literally Record took the pool. plates. To get them over there, they probably had to take the fucking plates. Well, no, we had a, a, a distributor. BCM Records was our distributor in Europe. So they hooked Germany. it up. Germany. Oh. And like I said, we were huge. We over. didn't even know. We got there, didn't know how big we were. But we toured Europe for two months, and we were fucking superstars out wow. there. Wow. We come back home. I go to my job. I had a job. Yeah, right? yeah. Because I told my boss, I was like, bro, I got to go to Europe for a little bit. Is it cool if I get my job back? Yeah. I came back and just went right back to work. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, that was Europe. We come back. And yeah. I'm sitting at work, and we had a cassette player at work where I used to where you could play you know play your records right yeah and you know we used to play our like demo tapes and let the people hear us and one day I'm sitting at work and then my guy goes hey Ron isn't that your song on the radio it was the Humpty Dance right because I'm just thinking somebody's playing my tape yeah and then I was like oh shit yeah hell yeah after that It was done. It was a wrap. I quit. No, I didn't quit. I didn't quit, but... It took a little while. We were were set to go on our first U.S. tour, which is the first tour that Tupac came with us. I asked my boss again. I was like, hey, bro, I got to go with this. (laughs) Where were you working at? Uh, It was a company called Solar Graphics. They did educational tours. It was Uh, a warehouse. So I was in there packing them and doing... Doing work. Whatever the fuck they was asking. Hayward? Huh? Where was that? Hayward? It was in Berkeley. Oh, Berkeley? Okay. It was down... down, um, when did you quit? When was it like, yo, I'm well, here's done? The thing. You know what I mean? He when owns I a company now. He's <laughs> like, now I own the company. It'd <laughs> no, no, be fucking great. I, I never quit. <laughs> yeah. I left for the tour, and then when we got back, we had to go on another tour. And then, so what I did, I just asked my boss if my younger brother could work there and my friend back home. He, I got them jobs. Oh, great. To sort of replace me. So that kind of worked out. So you still, if you didn't go back, I might go back with you. I might go back, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyone still working there? Anyone still working there? <laughs> that is so fucking cool, dog, to think of all those random things that you've done like that. And then we just have a passing of somebody that's great that just oh, passed away in hip hop. And dude. when we think about this and look at that, I go, Coolio. It's the same era of yourself. I'm sure you've done many tours with them. You've been on stages with them. I feel like we've done something back-to-back at the Sound Factory together with you and him back in those days as well because we did so many shows like that. So how did you and your relationship with Coolio start? Because I'm sure you have a, a story. As we cut it off earlier and we didn't talk about it at all. Yeah, me and Coolio's relationship goes back to Dub C and the Mad Circle. Yeah, I remember that. Come on, of course, man. You know of course. I mean? hype man. Yeah. So we we developed that friendship way early, and even so, even so, when we did Sex in the Studio, Coolio was actually one of the artists that came and did an interview, mm. and he did a great interview. But we we toured a lot, and and Coolio had the most amazing stories because he just he's done everything and he's been everywhere, 
You know what I been mean? Been on some big tours, been right. with some major people. Oh, when he won that Grammy too, it just took him to that next exactly. level. And he's got a he's playing he had a movie though. He had a couple movies. But that song's did, playing you know with this white girl as a face of that song though, dog. Yeah. It just took that hip hop and the ghetto and the, you know, the main actress of that movie is a white and it's just it's, it's powerful. Yeah, yeah, I'll say it's this powerful. Dangerous Minds. Yeah, Dangerous Minds. That's the movie. Thank you, Dangerous Minds. Gangsters Paradise. He was the type of person that if you called him and asked for something, he'd try to figure out a way to do it for you. Yeah, he was that guy. Really? You know what's yeah. crazy is, is like you know I, I shared I love that. Uh, you know several several moments with them you know in fact my um, uh, my mom you know at that time was the manager or the uh, operations manager for Giovanni Wheels right. and they were doing a big thing with Dub Magazine and they ended up giving uh, Coolio Shaq and Mini Me Wheels you know and at the time I was rapping so I'm like you know I fuck I want to meet Coolio and and you know you Shaq yeah all was day. That spinning? Yeah, 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 all yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those so Giovanni's. We were, we were hooking all them up. I had up. them too. Yeah. Twenty-twos. <laughs> yeah, those twenty-twos. You can't lose with twenty-twos. So we were. We, my my mom was the one that was putting them all on everybody's, you know, um, cars and stuff like that, and 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 sponsoring different artists. Like they, my mom's company was pretty much the pioneers of of really making that pop. And so I would Co agree. Coolio, yeah, Coolio was one of the. Um, uh, the 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 cats that ended up with wheels. So I ended up meeting Coolio at the spot, and then we hung out that whole day. Of course, he gave me a lot of love. My mom just hooked him up with fucking like four sets of wheels for you know two of his cars and two whoever's were there. <laughs> but uh, oh, he loves you guys. So that yeah. So then so then you know uh, I went over to Chang was having a uh, you know an event. I think it was. Uh, uh, you know, rock the bells or something. You know what I mean? And 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 I'm walking and shit, and then all of a sudden I hear blue. And I look, and it's Coolio, and I wasn't even backstage, really. I was still kind of just on the outside. I had a little camera guy with me, and I was doing some interviews. But we ended up, you know, he come. What, what are you doing over there? Come on. Takes me backstage with him. You know, we're hanging That's out. That's great. And then, and then after that, him and I started, you know, just randomly talking. Like you said, we'd jump on, you know, phone calls, or we'd show up at little places and bullshit. Just a great dude, man. And it's, it's, it's for, for hip-hop... It, and, and rap and, and our culture of, of the music industry, uh, we lost a real one. You know, I mean, sincerely. You well, know, hearing Coolio, both of your personal stories, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't have a personal for him, so that's I great. I a great story about, about Coolio, right? So when Fuse and I, we got our deal, it was with Hollywood Records, Hollywood Basic, with uh, Funk and Klein, right? Mm -hmm. But it was on, Hollywood Records was owned by Disney, right? And so it was on the Disney lot. And my brother Casualty used to work there, and so... You know, we see Coolio and my brother used to always say, like, yo, man, anytime you take us to Disneyland, I got you. I got you, right? So my brother was living in Pasadena. I was out here. I don't know what year it was. And I'm at his house. And we're on the porch. And you can see somebody walking up. And Coolio is walking with, like, you ever see, like, a school of ducks? Like, the ducks and then all the kids behind <laughs> right, 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 right. He's walking up with, like, five kids. He's like, yo, man, you said you can give me a Disneyland. I need to take one. Shut up. <laughs> Pull up. He pulled up to the house. Like, on some, can we go today? Yeah, like today. And that day with no cell phones back up. Like, do you can call ahead of time until they take them. That was no I, I, different time. We had time. beepers, actually. I forget, I forget if he hooked it up, but it was just funny seeing Coolio walking. Oh, my kids. God. <laughs> I was like, yo, bro, you said you could give me a Disney. Oh, man. Well, may he rest in paradise, we had, brother. We had you cell know? phones. They were little, the StarTech flip phones, bro. We all had them. Come on. They and, just and, didn't and, work and, the same. And mind you, this is, this is back when he was just a hype man for, for uh, Dub C. Mad yeah. Oh, this even better. Before. Oh, before yeah. the big, oh, before it's even better. Yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. 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 
just that's the shit we used to have to go through and do, man. It's Cannabis Talk 101. Money B's in the building. We're going to yeah. come back with more with yeah. him, more stories, and of course, the high five. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this break. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Advanced nutrients, you guys. They got a complete growing system for cannabis that optimizes all phases and cycles to bring your true crops and their genetics to their true potential. Discover more at advancednutrients.com. I want to thank everybody here that makes this all happen. Money B, thank you for being here with us today. But Daniel, Cal, Christian A, Christian S, Denny P. Funk, Connor Sauger, Jessica Cash, Cam, Isaiah, Dallas, Eric Elgin, Alexa, Sarah, Jack, Jasmine, Nat, Maddie, Planet, love that name, Jessica Peep, and uh, Pianchi, Salar, Ollie, Cousin Ray, Goldie, Pitt, Mark Carnes, Chris Franquino, Jennifer, Erica, and Elvis. Thank you guys Thank so you much. Thank you guys so much, man. We appreciate it. Love you guys. you guys. And uh, Money B, it's really great to sit here with you and talk. I want to go to a story that you kind of shared outside, but I really want you to share it on the air because it's just funny to think your sports fan story of being such a diehard Niner fan, as we touched on this earlier. But your realization of when you realize what sports were, where the story that you told me at the Sound Factory, which is a nightclub that we used to hang out all the time, which is funny because when we were coming up in the Bay Area at that time after certain football games, tell the story of what happened and how pissed off you were. All right, so before we get to that story, right, you know, because people, I'm from Oakland, and people always ask me, because you know Raiders and Niners of course. not ill. So, <laughs> oh, and you can't be from they the town claiming. Oh yeah, do I don't understand these New we York motherfuckers. I'm Giants it. and Jet. Like right. what the fuck? Yeah. If you can't be a Raiders fan and a Niners fan, it's just. They don't so how did it even happen? Yeah. So how it happened was, my dad used to work at Candlestick Park, back in the day. Like this is '78, '79 through. He worked for. Um, the old Candlestick the too. Old, the, yeah. Old, there was only one Candlestick. Exactly. Park. Love he, it. He worked at Candlestick Park and he worked for. The, did Niners games and Giants game. Mm. Even when they moved to ATT, mm -hmm. he worked there. So when I was younger, you know, because he, he was a server. Yeah. Right, in the, in the luxury boxes mm -hmm. and shit. So when the Niners would win, he would get more tips, which would mean I would get bigger allowances. And, you know, so. You love the Niners. So I was like, hell yeah. So I, I remember going to the games when Steve DeBerg was our quarterback. Wow. We weren't winning shit. Like, I don't remember it, but my dad said I was at the game, the preseason game. Wow. When DeBerg got knocked out and they put Joe Montana in for the first Montana time. Montana, boy. So I, I go back to when we used to go see Niner games for the, for the other players. Like right. Like Joe Cribs and <laughs> yeah, all of that shit. So it ain't like no fair weather shit. So the story he's talking about, I became a diehard Niner fan where it used to upset me when we would lose or get knocked out the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember being on a... It was a big on deal. On an audition for a play, right? And the, and the Niners lost to the Packers the year they went Super Bowl. And I couldn't even do my lines. I was fucked up. So frustrating. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So hey, I just it's remember. Real. I used to be like that, too. That's so, why I said I'm a recovery. I'm recovering. Right. But yeah. So I remember uh. being at the Sound Factory. I used to <coughs> kick it. And they had, like, this VIP booth where you can look behind the glass. So you're in the VIP booth, but there's glass. So you're inside right. it. And I just remember being there, I'm drinking and kicking it. I look up and I see Michael Irvin, who was a wide receiver for the Niners. Right. And Jerry Rice and like six. Oh, you mean the Cowboys and the other ones for six, Jerry yeah, Rice for like, the Niners? Yeah. 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 Together. All, all, all hanging out. They hanging out. And I was like, why the fuck am I getting? Yeah, upset about upset them. And they, they're kicking it. They're kicking it. And they're partying. It, you know? and, and you know, it's funny because I, I, think, I think if they showed that more often, I think people would kind of. You know, not, not fighting so, the fucking fans yeah, all the time. When you said that it made perfect sense. It's like, you yeah. know, 
I mean, you, you see, you know, someone like Ronnie Lott with, you know, someone else, and you're like, man, they, they play on opposite teams, but they're hanging out. They're cool with each oh, other. Oh, we used to kick it. They used to come yeah, to the clubs that we used to hang out at all the time. It would be popping. After, after I saw that, I was like, you know what? I'm tripping. It's not that serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like. Hey, and people are diehard, man. Oh, my God. Especially Niners, you know. Back in the day. I would have put something in his drink. Yeah. <laughs> like a cowboy. He'd have been dead by now. You know what? And, and let's get in this cannabis space right here. As you say, putting in something in somebody's drink. Your cannabis love, your cannabis tree, you've been looking, you've been doing, you've been in part of this game for so long, too. So not only having you with the culture and everything else, but where does your love from cannabis come from? It comes. I got to shout out my cousin, Cletus Mack, you know. And remember I talked about sex in the studio. Yeah. The seed money came from cannabis. Ah, to, yes. To start that. Yeah. yeah. Was, and this is before it was right. legal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Legacy shit, baby. This right. is how, so, how DU started the videos. And, <laughs> and, and, and really more so the, the, the healing properties of it. Because coming from the Bay, the weed was always so great. I had to stop because a pinner joint would get me super high. And, and I was yeah. like, whoa, whoa, let me slow down. Yeah. Right? I, if I was smoking, you would have a terrible interview. Right. <laughs> You're like, uh, there's some people like that. Money. I've been sober. I don't smoke at all. Yo, I've been sober 24 like, years. Uh, yeah. But that being said, like the business side of it, you know, we've been involved ever it's since. It's great. Yeah. You know, so we've had like um, a few different ventures. I'm not going to say any names because yeah. I don't work with them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I've it seen happens, you guys. Yeah. I've seen you in the business. Yeah. We, we've been in the space for a while. Yeah. Um, so Anything you got working on right now that you're looking at producing or putting out, or we do, but but nothing that I can not yet do. nothing yeah. that you can not speak yet. on we'll just yet. We'll come back for that. We'll get you back when you're yeah, ready. Yeah, but but let's just say I heard you talking I, about. I, oh, no, just kidding. What about your else? In aspects of you know the vape, you know we do vape oils, vape pens. Um, we did a little bit of um, we had some some flour for a while, but you know I want to shout out everybody in the hip hop community that's doing it and doing it big and doing yeah, it strong, especially guys sure. like Be Real. Yeah. Exhibit short. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny that you said something that I want to elaborate on because I'm going to make a hypothesis guess and say, just like you gave props right now or, for cannabis funding that video that was the first video ever by a hip hop artist to do some porn on a hip hop track right there, right? right. First, cannabis funded that. I can't. I can imagine that there's so many other major hip hop artists that cannabis funded their first oh, man. album yeah. set video I, I mean, tour dog yeah. that's my point to that that point oh, that you yeah, made is yeah. like a, another side thing if we just elaborated on that a little bit oh. and talk to more artists because look at that dog like realistically think because early on when du started and everything else he came from somewhere else. You, you all had to put money together to get it all together well the it legends funded, tell it funded <laughs> a lot of things like people don't know so um me and Clue, we also used to do a streaming segment um, for this network when we were doing the One Way Back show called Herb is the Word. So we would just research history on cannabis, right? And I didn't know, in fact, we found out that, you know, George Washington had slaves, yep. right? And he had the first crop. But what we found out is back then, and it's not mentioned that, in order to, sometimes in order to have plantations, you had to grow a specific amount of hemp on your plantation and able to be eligible to have slaves so wow. it was hemp being grown back wow. then so wow. they were using the hemp probably to keep everybody strong and healthy hey. no you know he's, what, I mean? what he's saying is is, growing, is in using? order to in order to if i'm not mistaken in order to have slaves you had to have a certain uh crop size 
So and and they were using hemp as that size to be no, able. No, you have to have cro- so, hemp so though. So have slaves, correct? Well, you, Is that what no, you were saying? You had to have a certain amount of hemp to run your plantation, plantation. in order just to so qualify slaves, for. Yeah, just so having that slaves was the one that that's was. That's crazy. I mean, it. there is the fucked up part about it, but I mean, of the fucked up part about it is at least they had some cannabis there. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> no. it th- I mean, yeah. and we can't change no, anything. Yeah, the crazy thing is, when you think about it, right? It's been in that space it's been, been of used. cannabis. Yeah. Oh, let's make it illegal because the profit's in it. Because when you think about it, if every plantation had to have hemp in order to be functional. And I wonder why they had to, though. how much hemp there was. What was the well, had to for? Like, they, I'm thinking, they, is the had to for medical had, use? For what use? Like, well, what's well, what the they, had to? They had, they had to um, vilify marijuana and hemp is back, you know, be, even before Prohibition. Liquor was, the, was the, what they were making the money on. Sure. Right? And then after Prohibition, now all the money was being made off liquor. But they had to, you know, because people were... Smoking and drinking. Right. But in order to, to maximize the profits of the liquor, they vilified it. That's why, what's that first movie where they showed people smoking? and Reefer Madness? Whatever that was, yeah. it was made yeah. to. Reefer Madness. And, and like you said, they didn't have, um, the governments couldn't, um, what do you call it? Uh, like Monetize, tax it. Monetize on yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they, couldn't, couldn't, money they couldn't control it. Couldn't right. control the first, equity right. of it. So if they couldn't control it, then, then they had no use for it. Make it illegal. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, a lot of people, they go back and they think, oh, you know, cannabis is so bad. It's only been illegal for about, you know, uh, 4,000 years or 400 years or something like that. It hasn't even been that long, right? It's like 400 years. And or, or thirty years. I'm sorry. Is it thirty or fifty years? I, I think thirty. I think actually, thirty. Yeah. I think thirty years. Yeah. No. No. I, I, <laughs> no. No. I just three hundred and seventy. No. No. It's, it's, it's either four hundred or thirty. No. 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 I almost said four thousand. So he got that? a new it's, pen. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Let me hit this. Who real quick. are you? Hold on. Hold on. Let me hit this. It's either one or three thousand. One <laughs> no, or the other. In between. It's like thirty. Yeah, it's, like, it's like thirty years ago. Two hundred ninety-nine. No. I will fact check that. Look. Pull it up for us right now. Bring this guy some. Pull it up. It's like thirty years. I think it's like thirty. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Hey, from thirty to forty to four thousand. No. But it's been like 30 years, right? And so, and so the narrative hasn't been, um, you know, for us, it's, it seems like a lifetime because, you know, you know, 30 and 50 years old, you're young, whatever. But it just became li- illegal, uh, you know, in, in the big, Well, the whole the movement, too, for like, you know, so many of us minorities going under for the same shit that everybody else is doing. And we see how we're getting treated differently over it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, so there's that still whole people push. locked in prison for it, right? I mean, so and that goes hand go in back hand. to that part. Right. You know what I mean? That, so that's, that's a big part. Like, that is. You know, it's, a, it's one of those parts that people don't... For, 40, 1970, it became illegal. So 52 years. 42. 52 years. 52 years. I was on the four. You was closer was, when you said 300. <laughs> it, was, it, was kind of, it was kind of 400 years. Yeah, almost uh, like 400 years. Like, no, exactly. but 50 years ain't that long. You know what I mean? If you think about it, I mean, it's, a, it's our lifetime. So now it's going to be hopefully reverted back to being completely legal as we know the plant isn't and really as legal. And it's a, it's a, And they could get everybody out of yeah. prison that's still in prison for, for nonviolent, I guess, you know, um, cannabis, you know. Uh, crimes because there's still people in, in jail right now in these little cities and these little towns that we don't even hear about that are getting you know uh, you know 25 to life for fucking plants. I would just think too, money be how, how many times and how much weed would be on the tours. I mean because even <laughs> Blue telling me the tours that he'd go on and just the weed. Everybody just it's just part of the culture, part of the life, part of what it is. Yeah, it was unlimited. just funny to think. I that followed that's, a Cypress Hill tour 
with 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 weed <laughs> to get into you were the guy you were oh, the guy I was, to follow it was, it. I, was, I was i i you know i sneak onto some that's what i mean acts, you just hear about guys like shows that and you know what I'm saying? i've been on i mean there's there's stories that i think every you know hip-hop artist uh probably has encounters with it was a it's, a it's a second love it's a second nature it's something that you know you just relate it with right everybody had weed on the tours you know and, and you touch down into town even if you didn't have it Someone would be like, oh, I'll be right back and come up with an ounce or a quarter pound or whatever you need it. That's just how the, the game works. Every works. city, everywhere. You and then it was like, you need yeah. some? Yeah, let's, let's work. <laughs> one of the but, most memorable tours that you were ever on, what would it be if you're like, fuck, that one was just the most standout? Yeah. Like, because there's always something that stands out in life. It, it, it probably was the Public Enemy Tour with Heavy D. And I just remember we did like 37 to 40 cities. And every night, me, Tupac, and Tretch from Naughty by Nature, uh, yeah. we would go in the audience and watch that sh the Public Enemy show every night like it was brand new. The show was so dope. Wow. Really? I love Chuck D. Mm -hmm. and, and he was and, one of the and, best and dudes. we could make side bets of if Flavor Flavor was going to show up or not. Shut <laughs> up. Sometimes he wouldn't. Yeah. Or, he he, or he'd get on stage. I remember one time we were in like, uh, let's just say we were in like Memphis, and Flav gets on Greenville, North Carolina. What's up? Wrong like, city. Bro. Wrong place. <laughs> Wrong fucking They literally city. made that fucking Geico commercial after him, probably. Somebody watched yeah. that shit and was like, oh, wait it a reminded minute. reminded me of that. It was that exactly. Right? Like, yeah, oh, my exactly. God. When they did that, I thought of so many artists on stage going, no. how many people do this? Flav really did that. Oh, man. I was like, I always that? try to hit just a broad, you know, like California, don't hit the city. You know what I mean? Like you start going to the city, all of a sudden people are like, boo, you're the wrong area. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, oh, I did shit. that. You know? I did that. Well, yeah. I, I didn't say the wrong city. I just pronounced the initials wrong. Yeah. And everybody's looking at me like, what? You out of town, yeah, Ramon? I'm saying? waiting for the screams and there's no screams. I was like, oh. What was it? It was in, um, we were in Texas and it's like south of. Corpus Christi, whatever. It's like the bottom of Texas. Yeah. Like you know how Texas has that tip. Yeah. It's a city, but it's a it's like a, a almost like a outskirts tri city area. But they have a, a, a name for it, the something something Valley. And I just fucked up the initials when I said because it was like either supposed to be like R N L or yeah whatever. Just said it wrong. I fucked it up. It happens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No matter what. Like, it does happen. Whatever. You know, it's part of the thing. It's part of the gig. It's part of the industry. But then we did the Humpty Dance. And then it was over. And then yeah. it all fucking. Oh, then everybody had a good so time. So real quick, are you guys? What are you guys doing now? You guys got any you know shows and, and stuff going on? Yeah, we're 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 on the road. Like we're booked. Yeah, for just shows. Stay, stay so yeah. How does someone um, find those shows? Just uh, online or you can. Go to, follow me on Instagram, at MoneyB69, yep. on Twitter, or go to the Digital Underground Facebook page yep. on Facebook, and we're always posting about what we're doing, um, but we're, um, we're doing shows. We actually have new music that we'll be releasing first as an NFT. I'm heavy into the crypto nice. and NFT space. Uh, we have a Digital Underground headquarters parcel in Voxels. Okay. Go to voxels.com if you're into gaming. Yeah. Um, the Going Way Back show will be coming back probably on Twitch. And um, there's a new streaming network. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I'm, you know, it's gonna, it's, um, it's crypto monetizable. Wow. Okay. You know what I mean? Wow. That's so new. we're, we're, like I told them, Working. we're moving and shaking. Like, good man. Good. If you mention something else, oh yeah, we're doing that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, now what we want to do with you, Money B, is the high five that like we like to ask every guest that come in here. Nice, simple, fun questions. Question number one: How old were you the first time you smoked cannabis, and where'd you get it from? I was 14, 
and I was at in at Berkeley High, standing in the underneath the um the like the there used to be this thing where you could eat lunch. Uh-huh. We had like this building, and I was standing underneath it. And it was like, bro, you want to try this? I was like, trying to be cool and shit. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Did you get high? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was how high? You got really high? I did. Yeah, that's a good time. Yeah. Question number two of the high five. What is your favorite way to use or smoke cannabis? Um, it would probably be only because we had, you know, we had our vape pens. So I used to smoke it out of, yeah. you know, vape it a lot. But if I really had to think about it, um, my worst experience has been with edibles. When you don't know how much you're right. in, yeah. you that uh, shit preach. is not in you. Preach. Oh, yeah. man. Jeez, I like, oh. too. Yeah, I've, I've been done that the... shit, and then woke up the next morning still. Yeah, still ripped. Yeah. the fuck out. Smelling like you, you, yeah, everything's bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I've done it too. I've done it too. Bad. Yeah, that is so funny. I just can't imagine just being all oh, tweaked dude, I, out, I, just I, sitting yeah, there. Yeah, just, oh. I got a fucking can of, I got a um, a soda in my fridge that's just been sitting there. You're like, I'm not hitting it. I'm not doing yeah. it. Yeah, just low dose, man. When you do it real low, it's it's really cool. But like, if you don't know your your dose yeah. or or what you're getting, like you get it from a store. And then and really use the milligrams count, and I do like three or five milligrams. I'm cool. I got into you know 24, 30 milligrams. I'm over here like. Yeah, because right before the. Um, you know what I mean? I'm, either, or I'm laughing uncontrollably or whatever. I don't got to laugh when I eat them. Some I people just don't. Take the I, some off. people eat. No way. A hundred milligrams wait, in front of me listen, like nothing. So like, we did. You know, we used to do the sessions and stuff when we were selling our. You know, we had our little pop-ups and whatnot. So we had the thing, and I was like, I'm hungry. Bro brings me some tacos. Eat them shits. I was like, then he tells me, oh, yeah, you know those things are infused. Oh, I was no. like, what? Oh, no. So I started oh, tripping, no. right? And I was like, well, give me some water so I can fucking calm down. <laughs> yeah, like, and I get the help. water, I'm drinking it. It was like, oh, yeah, that's infused. <laughs> Shut yeah, the fuck up. Oh, oh, so you, didn't, you just went in. Oh. You, you were like, hey, man, I'm just going to go but, hang out but somewhere. both times they told me afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you were like, I'm in. I was like, oh, dude. Oh, man. That's Question number three of the high five. Craziest place you ever used or smoked cannabis? Because that place right there eating fucking front of the yeah, sounds crazy, but maybe they're... Used or the craziest place? Different country? Uh, on the, well, can, on I, plane. can I include... Hash? Crazy could be crazy. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so used to, yeah. when we as long as you say you, heroin, shit. Remember, we, remember <laughs> we, we toured, I told you we toured Europe, right? So I think we were in fucking Germany or some. we was in some Netherlands or somewhere, wherever we were. And I just remember that she was like, hey, you want to do some hash? And she was like, she did all that shit. Just pull out some. You're like, all right, I'll hit that shit. No, I did. I was like, fuck it. Let's, I th- you know, I no, thought it was, I thought it was gonna go down too with it. Ah, nice. <laughs> I got the hash and no ass. Yeah, Damn it! I was trying to help hash it out, but we yeah. were in one of those crazy far countries, and I was like, shit is crazy because they didn't have weed. All yeah, they had right. Hash. hash, yeah. And then they, you know, they make the bats and they put the tobacco in. Oh yeah. And they, and you know, you see, see the bats. Put, yeah, yeah. And they sprinkle a little, little hash and shit in there. They also put a little bit of uh, tobacco in it. Yeah, yeah well, spliff with the little yeah, hash. Like spliff, yeah, tobacco. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Put the hash in yeah. there. That would have been a hash. And, and no, but it was whatever, whatever, hashtag. whatever country we were in. It was illegal, so it was like if you got caught. Oh yeah, you're going to be dead. Yeah, it was going to be bad. Yeah, I was like, yeah. That makes it crazy as fuck. Oh yeah, that was crazy. It's a big deal. Question number four: The high five. What is your go-to munchie after you get high? Um. Usually, is there some pizza yep. hanging out? You got some pizza here for yeah. you. Don't yeah, you might, you might have to hit pizza. a pin. 
there's some pizza somewhere. Rash, get a pen. This might be off the wall, but some cereal. Ah, what kind of cereal? Uh, shit, man. Lucky Charms, you like that. Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles, you want some Well, if you want to talk about pops. back then, it would have been some sweet cereal. Now, I don't, you know, now I'm now more just like some, some brown shit. Yeah, some brown, yeah. yeah. Honey, honey, Makes honey, it easier. Peanut right? butter bowls. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I can, so the cereal's so infused, I can bust too. it out when yeah. it's time. <laughs> exactly. Question sure. number four of the high five Question of Money B. Five, excuse yeah, me, see? number five. Here high I'm high as a kite. Question number 4.2. Exactly. Let's start this over. Question number five of the high five. Money yeah, B, if you baby. could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead, dead or, or alive, alive, who would it be and why? Uh, anyone. You know what? It would probably be Willie Nelson. Wow. Because I'm just interested. I know because he got his products and everything. Ladies but, and gentlemen, bring Willie him in. Nelson. Come on, Willie. Come on, Willie. Oh. He was, <laughs> hey, buddy, he's looking up. around like, he, he no, was, was like, waiting. no way. I was, I was like, who looks like Willie Nelson? <laughs> That'd be great if we did, huh? Buddy was over there looking like, these dudes are bringing him in. Dude, Dude Willie's like, iconic, everybody though. Everybody rolled with it. I was like, who's this guy that looks like Willie Nelson? Yeah. Nah, because here's what I tell people. Like, reggae and country is the only soul music left. Wow. It's, it's music that, wow. you know, with, outside of hip-hop where usually these songs are a lot of times written by the artists yeah. and they just talk about their experiences. Yeah. You know, in this country, everybody shot their dog, their wife left yeah. them, all this yeah. bluesy shit. And reggae. It's soulful. I like it. I agree. And I, I like country. what you said. It hit me. I, it, it was so I, resonant. I, as soon as you said that, I understood it. Yeah. You 1,000%. Know what I mean? like, it wasn't like, Because oh, soul no. music is, is from the soul about your experience. Yeah. And even if you didn't write it, it's, 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 soul. it's soul music. Yeah. Honestly, I never and, thought of it like that. And though. so I, you know, if I was, I'd like to just fucking hey, smoke Willie. with Bro and then ask him about the same shit. Is Willie here yet? Y'all, <laughs> same shit y'all Where's asking me. Right. I would ask him. Right. Just learning the history that. of it, like that. where did it come from? Where? Yeah, Willie would be one of those guys that you just want to sit back with and he just tell you everything. Yeah, I bang Martha Stewart or some yeah, shit. Like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know twice because <laughs> you know he's had a crazy life, bro. Oh, and he man. and and he and he was able to cross everyone. Like you say this as a young black man going this old white man Willie Nelson, you know Willie he crosses Nelson. over and they all love him. Yeah. And just imagine who he's smoked with. Like the that's, that's what I'm saying. He yeah. can tell you like his I, stories. That's what I'm saying. With, yeah. I smoked with Martin Luther King one time, you know, remember? He everybody huge. he crosses over everything. Yeah, he was around. Money, is there anything else that we you know you want to say before we get y'all out of here, man? Um, yeah. So we, you mentioned the Going Way Back show that I used to do. Right. Our tagline was classic hip hop raw and uncut. Of course, I'm bringing that back, but this time I'm bringing it back into the um, the NFT and crypto space. Nice. So dude. we're gonna be broadcasting from from our parcel DUHQ inboxes, right, through Twitch and probably through another streaming network that you can monetize. I forget what the coin is. So, I'm, um, but just t tune into that. And when I say that, I'll be you know, because I have interviews with like Five Dog and and just Coolio and all these great artists that their information is just timeless. Sure. Right. Right. Because it's their story that I can just bring back. Yeah. And so it's I've, I haven't done the show, you know, when Shock passed, it kind of fucked me up. So I just stopped doing it. Right. But I feel okay. There's enough time. I'm ready to bring it back. But this time I'm going to bring it back into the metaverse. Sure. You understand what I'm That's saying? That's huge. Um, you know, Snoop's got a huge, you know, metaverse setup where he has this whole 
his house and his neighborhood that he lives in and there's a whole metaverse that they're all involved in yeah yeah they have clubs in it and smoke out sessions and if, and and if you've seen that and you're into that that's where you go wait till you see duhq that's come to duhq in voxels 47 court street in crypto voxels i love it he got yeah. a house in the we neighborhood got a fucking address yeah come see me yeah really? i want to buy a house next door hey you know what i mean a little cannabis talk one-on-one house I mean, you know, is there some property available I don't know. That shit is. We're gonna find out. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I bought in early, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I got the thing going. Oh, so it's so dope, man. So people just go online and they can search it. Is it you got to wear. I don't even know how that shit works. Well, you buy you know, in real estate. It's 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 on the um, Polygon blockchain, which is a side chain of Ethereum. So you have to own that. You get a avatar, and you dress. The thing about it is, when you're in these um, metaverses, you want to dress your avatar up. So like I said, I have wearables. So I, um, oh, the Digital Underground merchandise, dumerch.com, is where it, you can only get official Digital Underground merchandise at dumerch.com. But I also have the wearables for your avatar and crypto voxels. So that's know, dope. Yeah. And then I, you know, I'll do I'll do like airdrops or say if you have this, I'll give you the the um, the digital twin. Say if you buy a shirt, you can get the digital get twin. Both wearable which makes it more valuable your avatar which makes it more valuable so when you dress it up and you have your unique avatar that's what makes you it gives you your 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 personality within the space and that's what a lot of people like to do that's sick man we appreciate you man Word. so is that that that's the that's the, that's the big new get you up got, what, you got anything else now's the time i don't know Nah, no, I'll just save check it, it out. Later. Hey, man, it's been a pleasure. Honestly, I appreciate you iconic, guys having man. me. You're an and whatever we could do together, dog, seriously. Yeah. I mean, we go way back so well, much that we've been doing, it's just crazy. I know what's coming on the horizon is the release of the Money Being Young Hump single F It Up, yep. which, is, you know, it's going to be dropped as an NFT. And we actually have 50 versions of the song. So if you're a holder of it, some of the unlockables is access to digital underground shows for. A limited amount of time um you get you get uh the, the the pack of stems where you can do your own remixes nice to it. wow so it's, it's a lot that's a, powerful so if, you're, if you're a gamer yeah. you know we, we gamified our single wow that's and fucking cool that's next level shit right and and, and and that's player yeah, yeah exactly that's the player that's, shit. that's next level yeah right and and there's generative art along with it so you buy it every and when you get the art with it it's a unique piece you know, yeah. you own it as an NFT. So you own that, you can own the stems, you can own something. I mean, owning the stems and being able to create your own, right. That, that right there is, is is next level. Almost like you guys, you know, the freaks of the industry, you know, coming out like that. That's very, something I haven't heard yet. So Yeah, this is all new. Kudos to that, man. Word. I'm glad I was able to pull you know, that, that part out. Before we're thinking <laughs> and do that thing. Yeah, there it is, man. We appreciate you on the show. And check this out, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this, if no one else loves you, we, we do. do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.